0: Welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And this is the Monday Mindset episode, where we just get real and talk about the tips and tools and strategies to help you shift your thinking when you have those difficult moments in your life. So today we're going to talk about trusting the process when the bleep hits the fan. Now on this show, you're going to hear these words. So trusting the process when shit hits the fan. This is this just talk real. Let's make it even more real and raw because this is where we're at right now. It's great to hear the trust the process, believe, have faith. Listen, I think those are incredibly valuable things and valuable lessons, but I'm talking about when you're in the middle and the thick of it, like it's great to believe in trusting the process and knowing that it's all happening for you when you can look at it like from a global perspective, or you can look at it as though it's a friend going through the challenge and you can go, Oh my God, she's doing amazing. Or when you're on the other side of the challenge, like we've all had those challenges that we've worked past. And then we look back and we're like, okay, I did okay with that. Or I could have done this differently. But when you're in the thick of it is what I'm talking about right now. When you're in the absolute thick of it, it's an entirely different story. Trying to have faith when it's actually blowing up is very different than having faith in hindsight. And I think this is something that is not talked about enough. So I want to talk about having faith when faith makes actually no sense at all. So I'm going to share a couple of tips with you that I found have worked when I find myself in this space. When you're in the thick of it, and it's just, you don't even know if you're coming and going, you can't figure out which direction is up. It's all over the place. And sometimes you're like, I don't even know where to start. Or I've even found myself saying like, I'm waving the white flag for God's sake, can this just stop? But that's not how it works. And when we're in that space of saying like, I'm waving the white flag. I don't understand why it won't stop. That's a victim mentality. Like, and I've done that for so long. I, when we were in the thick of our challenges with our kids, I remember saying, I've thrown the white flag. How many times now? All that's doing is calling me out as a victim and keeping me stuck in that space. So let's talk about when we're in the thick of it. And if you're in this space right now, I feel for you. I do. I have received so many messages lately of people who are going through such difficult times in the moment, and I'm just sending lots of love. So I really wanted to put this episode out today and knowing that it will land for somebody who is in the thick of it. The first thing I can advise you to do, I recommend is stop asking why. Like literally stop asking why because, or are asking questions that don't serve you. These are all victim questions. They serve no purpose at all. And they only keep you stuck in the moment and all of the emotions that go with it. So if you think about the height of our emotions, when it's so stressful, it's so heightened, we're so reactive, we're not ourselves, you know, our cortisol levels through the roof, we're not sleeping, all of these things, what happens then in that moment is we are in this thinking like, why, like, why is this happening? Why is it doing this? Those emotions, when we keep asking those questions, we are literally planting ourselves down and trying to live in that space, trying to live in those emotions. And that just serves no purpose at all. Like absolutely no purpose at all. It's not the direction that you want to be in. So trying to find a way to ask different questions. And maybe this is just a case of you need to call attention to the questions that you do ask yourself when you're in that moment. For me, I was always asking why, because I couldn't understand that when, and this is where my headspace was at, when you had two parents who cared for their kids and gave back to them in the ways that they did, why, why were we dealing with this? Why were we dealing with teen substance abuse? It made no sense. And I kept thinking, what did I do wrong? I don't understand what I did wrong. So I was asking why and everybody around me was asking why, because they wanted to know what we did so that they wouldn't do it and why consumed me. It absolutely consumed me. So hence the name of my book, like what she stopped asking why, because that's when my game changed when I learned how to stop doing that. So even now, years later, if something happens and it does and something goes wrong and it does I stopped myself and it's like, okay, the first question I ask is not why, because the why doesn't matter. It actually doesn't matter. There's no why that I could have received at that time that would have justified what we were living in. When you think of a difficult space that you're in, there's no why that you're going to get that's going to make it okay for you to be going through it. So it's a, mute, it's a moot point. It doesn't matter at all. And I would just let that go. So be pay attention to which victim questions you ask yourself And then learn how to let those go because they're not serving you at all. Or at least call yourself out in the moment, shift your questions and ask something else and move on. The next thing is asking yourself, what is this trying to teach me instead of why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me is a victim question too. What is this trying to teach me is really a very reflective question to ask yourself. What lessons do I need to embody to create the changes I need to make? So let me dive into this one a little bit more. When we are in a space of growth, we are listening to the podcast. We are reading the books. We are following the blogs. We are like doing all the things, the meditation. We're taking and consuming information. And consuming information is really where it starts. But you can keep consuming until you actually change things at your own subconscious level. It won't matter. It's just like piling more and more and more more good on top of shit. It just doesn't change it. You have to create those changes. And that's deep subconscious work that is required. So asking, what is this? Why is this happening for me? Or what is this teaching me is a very different question than why is this happening to me? And we want to shift that. So when we're in the space of taking in all this information, that's just consuming. That's not embodying. Embodying actually doesn't happen until you take that information you look at it in your own life, you apply it and you push it moving forward. Like you're using it in your life actively. That's embodying. That is when your life is going to change is when you take those lessons that you're learning and consuming and bringing in and you actually put them into practice in your life. That is when you're creating change on your own deep subconscious level, your values, your beliefs, your identity. That's when it all starts to change is when you put it into practice. You can't just read it. That's your, that's your conscious mind taking it all in. And your conscious mind is only responsible for 5% of your thoughts, beliefs, and actions. So if you're not doing the work to get to the subconscious mind, you're missing a lot of the work that you need to do. And so ask yourself, like, what is this trying to teach me? And how can I embody the changes that I need to make in order to create the difference? How can I embody those changes? What would that look like? That's a really big difference. And when you start to do that, that really starts to shift how you are taking in that information and how you are using it and what you're doing with it. The next thing I would suggest is that you have to create, like, first, we've got this awareness right here, right? We're recognizing what our questions are, what the lessons are that we have to take in embody and create change. And then what we have to do from there, that's awareness. We're creating that awareness. Now, in order to create the change, we have to interrupt the pattern. We have to interrupt. In order to create change, in order to have a different response to what is happening to us at the time, we have to interrupt the pattern. And that is... Only going to happen when you have awareness first. And second, you need something that physically will pull you out of that mind space. So for me, I used to create, I, I and I still do it, create a mantra or I would say something to help me to shift my thinking. And it would be like Marsha, you don't need to ask for why. Why does it matter anymore? The one that really helped me a lot, especially when we were in the thick of our challenge, would be Marsha, you already know the answers. You're here because you actually are capable of dealing with what you have. None of that is out of belittling ourselves, putting myself down, thinking you should know better. It is almost affirming that no, you know the answer. And so here it's a case of Marcia, you know the answer, you know what you need to do. You might not like the answer. Those are two different things, but you're here because you know what to do. You know what to do. You absolutely can do this and let's go do it. And I would have to talk myself through that. I swear if people could see how much I had to talk to myself every hour on the hour years ago, they would see that it actually wasn't a very simple process. People say that all the time. It's so easy for you. I'm like, oh my God, no. If you could see how many hours went into it before, it would blow your mind. It would absolutely blow your mind. So this is the the next step that I would talk about is really creating a mantra to break the pattern. So now you can stop that kink in your wheel, that kink in your hose that you're doing that's not serving you. The next thing I would say is to reach out to ask for help. Like where can you ask for help? And if you are in a space where you don't have anyone in your world that you can ask for help, then where can you create that space in your world for people to ask for help? Where can you do that? Because you have to be in a space of, Asking for and receiving help. Now, taking this one step further, what I think is even even as important or more is time blocking your schedule to build in downtime before burnout. Okay. If you're one of those pushers like me, you just go. You just go and go and go. And I have learned that I know those signs. I know what those signs are when they come up. I have to listen to them and I build in what I need. I listen to what I need. If that means it's a nap, it's a nap. If that means it's early to bed, it's early to bed, but I listen to what I need. And if I have a couple of crazy weeks scheduled out, which I'm in that space right now, that I also now then have to look ahead and go, okay, where are my blocks that I bought that I'm blocking off to give myself some downtime? And I actually go into my calendar and I have like four hour, six hour chunks of time blocked out where nobody can book in. And I have that done for the next four weeks because I know that those are demanding weeks. So looking at it ahead of time is really important for time blocking. Now, let me give you another step to this. If you are in a very difficult season of your life, you might've listened to that one four hours. Is she out of her mind? Yeah, I know I get it. I trust me, I get it. When I was in the thick of it, That might mean that every hour I would take like five deep breaths. I would stop myself and break the pattern to be able to slow myself down and reach out and ask for help. I would go out for a walk four or five times a day if I had to. I would go sit outside if I had to. I would go sit in my car to calm down if I had to. I would break the pattern and put those blocks in my day all day long, especially when I was at the peak of a difficult time or chaos in my life. The next step, surrender and let it go. Like literally let it go. And I know this is so hard. I should just do a podcast episode on this, but it's so hard. If it's not yours to control then it's not yours to own, it's really that simple. I know it sucks. It absolutely sucks, but it really is that simple. For the amount of energy that you're putting on something that you cannot control, you could be putting that energy back on yourself to make a difference in how you show up in your own life. You could be putting it back on your own self-care. You could be putting it back on, filling back up your cup, putting good thoughts in, reading books, listening to podcasts, surrounding yourself with good people. If it's not yours to own, it is not yours to control. So that means it's not yours to put a ton of energy time on in order to create change. And it's, it's a game changer. hundred percent. It's a game changer. I can't tell you how many times a week, a day that some things happen. And I sit there and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. And then I stop and I'm like, no, that's actually not mine. That's actually not mine. I know it's frustrating. It makes me angry. I wish it wasn't this way, but it actually still isn't mine. And if it's not mine, it's not mine to own control, fix, manage, put energy on any of the above. It's mine to let go of that might mean that there's a lot. Actually, it will mean there's a lot of things in your life that probably aren't within your control, but where you're putting a lot of energy. And when you do that, you are not using that energy to put back on yourself, to create the change that you need to do in your own life. Those are just a few of the steps. And they are the things that I work on doing on a regular basis when I can't trust the process, when it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, When the shit's hitting the fan, it's hitting the fan. You got to figure out how to ground yourself because I, no matter who you are, no matter how successful you are, no no matter how much work you will have to do, this is always going to happen. It is always going to happen. The shit's going to keep hitting the fan. It's going to keep it in the fan. And I'm telling you, if you are in a space where your self-care is low, then the smallest amount of shit that's hitting the fan is actually going to blow your world up because you're not in a good space. So it's not about how much shit is hitting the fan. It's about how well you are managing yourself on a day-to-day basis, because that will dictate how much you get thrown off course by the smallest amount or the biggest amount of shit that hits your fan. God, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> it's just a rant, but I just want to share it because it really, really hits home for me and I know it's going to help someone else. And I, because I've gotten these messages this recently saying, I don't know how to trust this process. And actually even trusting the process can feel like a trigger because it's like, how can I trust this? I would never ask for this. How can I trust this? All you can do is can control what you can control, taking care of yourself, filling up your cup self-care priority, embody the lessons that you're learning, reflect deep in reflection, ask the questions, control what you can control, ask for help and keep going and keep going. Honestly, you're going to have those low valleys in your life. It's going to happen. We don't stay there. We don't have to stay there. We keep moving. Okay. So keep moving. That's my wish for you on that. I would love to support you in this process. If this speaks to you, I invite you to have a whole bunch of links in my show notes. We are enrolling for the Storytelling Bootcamp, and it's rolling into some really cool things come September. We have the Rising Leaders Facebook group, which is my Facebook group that is growing. And it's there just to support you on this journey. Honestly, it's going to involve some potentially podcast interviews, live coaching calls to support people. And we are still enrolling for Everybody Holds a Story in the collaborative book. There's a link in there for the Facebook group and for the chapter for the collaborative book. And if it speaks to you, our enrollment is open until the end of August. And I look forward to this because we already have so many incredible authors, some brand new authors, some people who have authored already. And it's all about helping them to share their story. And it's such a powerful space. I would love to have you in it. Thank you so much for tuning in today, for listening, for sharing, for being a part of this, because I couldn't do this without you. And as we near episode 300, which blows my mind, I just want to say, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. Have a great day.